Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast half-full editor. Joining me as always is my colleague and co-host, David Weinkirch. Howdy. Welcome. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about something that is near and dear to both of us. You can't really talk about cocktails and drinking without talking about the old-fashioned. I mean, there's a reason why it's called the old-fashioned. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's not not just a great name or, you know, apocryphal. It literally is. It is the original cocktail. <laughs> and it's older than, than anybody acknowledges, which is the funny thing about it. How how old is old, do you think? Well, okay. The old-fashioned, you think of it today, right? It's uh, spirit. Sure. Usually whiskey, but there are plenty of other old-fashions out there. Bitters, very important. Some sugar. Either like a cube or like a spoonful of granulated yeah, sugar, or, or simple syrup, syrup whatever. Sure. But there's Some a, kind of sweetener. Yeah, there's sweetener. And uh, then there's dilution, either water or ice. And if you use ice, you stir it to the point where it gets diluted. In the recent past, not that long ago, some people also use sometimes club soda, maybe yeah, a splash they, of club they, soda. Yeah, to one degree or another, either, yeah. either just to dis- enough to dissolve the sugar right. or to drown the hell out of the whole thing right. and make it worthless. But <laughs> anyway, uh, don't get me started. I, I-, I will rant. <laughs> Tread lightly. Don't mess with my old-fashioned. So, okay, those are the basic components, right? right? And uh, you look at the earliest definition of the cocktail in America, 1806, sure. with sugar, water, and bitters. Okay. And that was a newspaper in upstate New York, yeah. right? Yeah, up in the Hudson Valley. And there were a couple other things from around that time. Sure. All right, that's... Same as the old-fashioned, except we hadn't really gone to ice yet. Right. We hadn't frozen the water. But then you start looking back, right? Where did this come from? Yeah. And you look in England. A drink you see mentioned a lot, 1760s, 1770s, is gin and bitters. Huh. And the bitters there were Stoughton bitters, and that was the original bitters. It was right. the same kind that we used in our original cocktails. Uh, we no longer uh, imported them. We just bootlegged them right. wholesale. They'd, that was originally a patented bitters in England, but by 1800, that patent was long gone, huh. and everybody was making Stoughton bitters their, their own way. Right. Okay, so in England, Stoughton bitters and gin. Now you're saying, okay, where's the sugar and where's the dilution? Right. Then you look at how they made gin, and oh. gin was always sweetened before it was drunk. That sweetening involved dilution. There was Old Tom gin was the least sweetened, but most of the gin that people drank right. was pretty dilute and pretty sweet. Right. So you put the bitters in, you've got sugar in there, you've right. got water in there, you've got gin, and you've got bitters. Right. And it's like, okay, how's that not an old-fashioned? You know, it's, it's the old expression, like, you know, to take medicine, you, you take like a teaspoon of sugar or exactly. whatever, right? So, yeah. I mean, obviously back, we're talking about in that time frame, yeah. alcohol was considered often medicinal. So, so it makes sense that makes people sense. sweeten it to... To take their medicine, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, and uh, there was also big – there were excise reasons. Right. To make any profit at all selling this stuff, you had to water it down. 
Absolutely. Because there were fixed prices uh, for, for what you could buy that, the stuff. For. That, it, through today. I mean, yeah. that's why there are minimums for a lot of our whiskey categories <laughs> yeah, and right. spirits categories. That's in right. America. Obviously, the more water you add, the more profit or you make. Or you can add some cinnamon to it, some sugar, and the right. minimum proof goes away. Right. And then you have fireball. Right. <laughs> which or some kind of liqueur, right? Yeah, or, which is enormously popular. Right. And more profitable than you and I will ever realize. Right. Absolutely, and, and that's by that's that's the same thing, you right. know. So this gin and bitters is is you know mid like earliest mentions I think are in the 1750s. Amazing, and then you look at the bitters themselves, the Stoughton's bitters. Right. Richard Stoughton is this guy who was an apothecary, apprenticed in London, came from the from the countryside, apprenticed in London, and set up in business by himself around 1690, and he had this bright idea to make a bottled extract that you could use to bitter your beer or wine. Because before that, people would buy bitter beer and bitter wine sure. that had like wormwood and right. other things in it as a digestive, right? right? And he said, what if I used an alcohol-based extract that you can just put a teaspoonful in your beer and you don't have to steep this stuff in your beer for a week yeah. or your wine? And he starts advertising this in as early as like 1691, 1692. And one of the uses, he says, is, well, you can always put it in your brandy or you can put it in canary wine uh, wow. for your, you know, to settle your stomach after a night of drinking. Yeah. You look at canary wine, that was a sweet wine. So you've got alcohol, it's, it's wine, it's already dilute, it's got sugar in it, and you've right. got bitters. And you're basically drinking, you know, some something, kind of old fashioned. Some kind of old fashioned. It's the same idea as you've got those four elements. Right. So it just goes so far back. Yeah. It's all, you know, and you could probably find ways of tracing it even back farther yeah. than that. And bitter is sort of, you know, we taste it as medicinal. Right. Good for your stomach, supposedly. Sure. It, it'll settle your stomach to have, right. to have some kind of bitter thing. And uh, people really, you know, they drank a lot of those bitters. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, they they were popular instantly. Uh, Stoughton sold them all over England. Uh, he had yeah. franchises. Uh, he was able to go to medical school uh, on the proceeds of selling these things. I like that he invented it before he went yeah. to medical yeah, school. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, because one of the selling points of this wasn't its medicinal strength. It tasted good. Right. He said it has right. a pleasant, forget, though bitterish forget, taste. Right, forget medicine. Yeah. We're yeah. just going for good here. Yeah. It, pleasant though bitterish taste. It's kind of like the original <laughs> Kickstarter fund. Yeah, you know, like. yeah. It's like this will be this will taste good. You can tell yourself you're having medicine. <laughs> You'll be good. Maybe a little bit more truthful than a lot of that advertising. Then yeah, the roots of the old fashioned are, are you know just so far. But in America, it really it gets the name cocktail, and right. that name gets attached to it. A name kind of meaning something to cock your tail up in the morning. I mean, I think that it's kind of fascinating that. You know, you get the the prefix old, right? You get, yeah. You know, you, yeah, you yeah. have the old fashioned. You have, you know, the oldest you know whiskey brand in America is Old Overhaul, yeah. right? I mean, you know, the first whiskey to come in a bottle, you know, in America is Old Forester. You know, and 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 even though these things are coming out, Old Forester in the bottle comes out in 1870, they still needed the prefix old. You know, yeah. as if hearkening to. Some earlier time, I mean, we do it now all the time, right, in, in right. packaging and labels and 
names. Yeah, there's and, retro fonts. Right, and all exactly. That stuff. Right. I mean, this this idea yeah. where you know something's a throwback or mm-hmm. you know alluding to some other time when things were made in you know in, in the right way, you know, yeah. by hand or you know with the old formula, oh, you know. Oh, some of those whiskey brands like Old Fire Copper whiskey. Right. And that meant uh, Fire Copper meant it was distilled over an open fire in a copper pot still. Yeah, yeah. OFC. There are definitely a few theories as to what the OFC stood for, but I think the old is definitely. Yeah. True. That's maybe undisputed, but the FC is is some— Well, it was—I've uh, seen labels saying yeah. Old Fire Copper. Right. And that was one of the whiskey styles, yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty— <laughs> Go with that. I I'll know go that with they're... that, but, you know, yeah, so many of these brands have the word old and that idea of, like, doing it the way our grandparents did it before right. the world went to hell. Right. <laughs> you know? And even—yeah, I mean, even for a drink that's, you know, basically older than— than America and, and older than drinking, still, you know. Yeah, it's this... I mean, it gets, it's interesting. It gets the name old fashioned in the 1880s. And right. what's happening in the 1880s is the world is just exploding. You've suddenly you've got the telephone, right. the railroad is Railroads gone. everywhere, beginnings of internal combustion engines, right, steam sure. power. Uh, you get the first sort of the rise of national brands, you know, advertising. Exactly. The first advertising firms are opening up and sort of this idea of marketing, you know, rises, you know, where we could sell something from what was then coast to coast, you know. And even just the basic cocktails are changing. Yeah. Uh, things have gone through periods of extreme creativity and yeah. periods of, of uh, retrenchment like you always get sure. with creative stuff like like the fine art of mixing drinks, if we can call it that. In the 1880s, things are going nuts because suddenly you've got this boom, this rapid rise of the uh, Manhattan followed immediately by the martini and uh, this idea of splashing vermouth into your cocktail. All types of, you know, foreign ingredients. Yeah, Benedictine is chartreuse are showing up. Orange bitters, those were never never part of this. The drinkers who are a little more seasoned are looking at this in just open horror. Yeah. I go into a modern cocktail bar. I look at the cocktail menu and, I I mean, this happens to me over and over again. Right. All right. What can I drink here? Right. Well, this one has like chili liqueur in it, right. and uh, and house made like watermelon right. infused vermouth with a little piece of Dave dives with each yeah, one of these every time. <laughs> it's like okay, I'm not gonna drink that. And and you go down the list, and and so many drinks are like that. So you imagine these guys right. in the 1890s going, you know, 1880s. My cocktail yeah. was spirits right. with. In my day. Yeah, I... in my day. You know, the, the weirdest thing in it would be a little right. splash of Curacao right. or Maraschino. Sure. And, and suddenly they've got, like, all this weird stuff in there. And, and you think about, I mean, the second half of that century, I mean, you know, the people have lived through the Civil War, right? I mean, yeah. it's, the gold rush is, <sighs> you know, you have all of these people who have either made a fortune or died trying to make one. Yeah. You know, you have all these amazing foreign pot- products flooding the market, you know, for the miners who are, you know, paying with gold nuggets. On the other coast, you have all these new Americans coming from all over Europe, bringing with them new types of alcohol and, you know, mm-hmm. bartending, you know, ideas and skills and ingredients. And so it's a real time of, you know, boom and creativity and innovation yeah, in America. Yeah, changing. Yeah. 
Right now, we kind of like to make fun of the old duffers who resisted it. Sure. But that's because all that change is sort of sorted out. Right. You know, at right. the time, if you go back Scary. in old bartender's guides and you look through the recipes, right. there's one after another. You're going, I didn't realize crack right. was invented right. back then because they were sure smoking it. Right. You know, right. that drink sure. is just not right. right. And there's right. there's tons of them like that or just or ones that are just minor incremental tweaks on, on other drinks. You find in like the back of some of these cocktail books, you know, recipes for creating, you know, whiskey yeah. from, you know, spirit plus creosote and, and dye and, and all this. Other. I mean, you've all this crazy innovation where today where, you know, some of the innovation kind of goes off the rails. Yeah. And it takes time for that stuff to yeah. shake out. And, you know, meanwhile, some of these people were saying, I don't want this stuff to shake out in front of me on the right, bar. Right. I want my cocktail the old-fashioned way. And one of the boom times for Canadian distilling, you know, everybody always thinks yeah. prohibition, but the real time was during the American Civil War when so many of the distillers and this distilleries and distillers are fighting. Yeah. You get this real influx of whiskey coming across the border. So even that is changing what people are drinking. Canadian whiskey is different than you know, rye or bourbon yeah, or yeah. single malt that people are drinking here. Even in just those, like, 20 years between the end of the Civil War and 1885, right. it, everything is completely yeah. different. Suddenly you've got, like, lots of bartending guides coming out for all the immigrants to sure. to, to learn uh, these American drinks and, and start serving them. And they're all bringing in their own traditions. Right. And the, the old-time drinkers are just, like, standing there going, you know— Back in my day, a right. cocktail was just this, right. uh, you know, and, and why are you doing this? And they kind of went overboard. They said, well, if we're making it really the old-fashioned way, we should serve it on ice. By the 1860s, everything was being strained off of the ice, huh. you know, so uh, so they're, they're kind of going extra retro. Right. You know, as long as we're going retro, let's make right. it like it was uh, when, when, when Native Americans were paddling canoes down the Ohio River, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, still, and right. it wasn't all paddle wheel steamboats. Yeah. Let's get really old on it and let's get rid of some stuff that was in there. If you went to Jerry Thomas in 1865 and asked him for a whiskey cocktail. Sure. He would have strained it into a small bar glass, a twisted lemon peel on top. He would have put a spoonful of uh, curacao in there. And they're like, all right, let's get rid of some of this stuff. Right. Curacao, no. Right. Uh, straining, no. It's going gonna, it's gonna right. to be on the ice as, as you know, our, right. our grandfathers drank right. them. Sure. And so they kind of come up with this almost synthetic. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Aesthetic drink that's just <laughs> the exact opposite of what everybody else right. is doing. It's interesting. Kind of funny because what they come up with, at least it's enduring. Maybe there are certain periods when it wasn't very popular, but at least it endures. You know, it, it's able yeah, it to went, survive. It kind of retreated into the heartland in the yeah. uh, 60s, 70s, 80s. It's able to take on the, the mores and, the, you know, the tastes of each kind of area and morph into it like Zelig, like the Woody Allen character, in order to survive, yeah. you know, making all types of things, you know, loosely called old fashions. And it's almost like it's almost like the cocktail needed to do what it 
It had to to survive. Right, you know? right, Like right, if it right. meant for a couple of years. It had to get made, real, real pleasant. <laughs> right. You know, if, they, if it meant, you know, enduring, you know, in Wisconsin being made with brandy and. Having fruit muddled into right, it. Right, or, or pickles, isn't that yeah. one of the things? Or, or like, you know, yeah. all types of crazy garnishes. It's almost like the cocktail, like the old-fashioned knew in its heart of hearts. It knew one day. One day yeah. I'll be able to cast off all this craziness. I'll just be able to get back to what I am. Well, I, re- I remember, uh, you know, the, the casting off part in the early 2000s. Uh, I was one of the people in, in Esquire who I used to work for. I was I was writing uh, odes to the old fashioned. I was like, you know, throw out all the garbage. I don't want fruit muddled in it. I don't want any of that stuff because I'd found older recipes right. and I'm like, oh, this drink is so simple. You know, I only that, known because it because right at that time yeah. it was. I'd only known it with fruit muddled into it right. and, and drowned in soda and. And uh, it was what it was cherries, orange, yeah, cherries peel. and orange, uh, orange wedge, yeah. muddled in, and and that drink is fine if you make it right. Yeah. I've had Dale DeGroff make one, and you As know, make I, them for me delicious. many times, yeah. and it's delicious because he knows how to make those. Yeah, but most bartenders didn't know how to make yeah. those very well. They drowned them and. Uh, and and there were a bunch of uh, there, not a bunch. There were a few of us saying, you know, there's another way to do this. Right. Robert Hess, uh, yeah, Drink sure. Boy, was an early advocate, and uh, on his drinkboy.com yeah. site that everybody checked in on. And uh, there were a few people who said, let's just make this the old fashioned, old right. fashioned way. You know, the the original way, and that was kind of a revelation. Yeah. I mean, the myth or the rumor that I always heard was that you, you, you got all of the fruit, you know, muddling, the water, all the sugar, everything partially became popular during Prohibition for masking the taste of bad alcohol. I have no idea if that's true. I think I, mean, I, I first I, – I did some tracing of this not too long ago, and I found the, fr- the fruit being muddled in starting really in the 1940s and 50s. It seems a little bit – I mean, first of all, you know, most speakeasies were – I mean, it's kind of like a – They back, didn't have fruit. Right. I mean, the, the yeah. idea that they had, you know, fresh fruit that they were yeah, cutting no. up or cherries, you know. No. I mean, I, mean I, I think when you look at Prohibition, I mean, yes, there were certain bars that were, you know, fancy. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, you know, very wealthy people who had their clubs and their drinking. But, yeah, and they were drinking pretty well. But most prohibition bars that we're talking about that pop up in New York or D.C. Yeah. or Detroit, whatever it is that, you know, this whole constellation of bars that almost arise overnight. I mean, they're like back alley, you know, drug dealers. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not like you're going to go to the back alley and some guy is going to, you know, pop up with fresh sliced oranges. No, and, he's going to splash some ginger ale in with your, some... Rye in quotation right, marks, right. which is made out of one quart rye, one quart grain alcohol, two quarts water. I mean, this is, this is these are like you know gangsters. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're not. Yeah, it's, you know, I think we've so over romanticized the idea of the speakeasy. Yeah, the speakeasies were not good places to drink. Right. So I mean, like, they, were all, they were the only places. Right. To drink. I mean, it's you know the the bouncers basically the bartender yeah. you know pouring out shots. The more I learned about mm-hmm. what speakeasies really were. The less it seemed to be viable, this myth that you know, you know, that some guys adding sugar and you know, I mean, this is maybe. I the, mean, they did make cocktails and they would make sure. you know some simple things like old fashions, but I doubt the fresh fruit. You know where I think the fresh fruit comes in? It was always a garnish, right? Right. In the World War II and post-war years, bartenders are called up. They're sure. off in fighting yeah. on Pelleu oh, yeah, and right. the Hurtgen Forest and, you know, getting shot and blown up right. to bits. Meanwhile, you've got a lot of unskilled labor behind the bar, like, to replace them. And the old-fashioned, you always muddled the sugar and then added the orange and the cherry as garnish, right? right. And you see that going back to the 1910s. Huh. But 
you never muddled them in. Right. But I think it kind of through the bartender telegraph, yeah. as as you lost all the skilled bartenders, right. it started to be well. I'm muddling. I guess I put the, all the ingredients in here. We have you know bases all over yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Pacific and like in the Pacific, uh, the Navy really liked their old fashions. The officers, right. the ships were dry, but when they were ashore, they went nuts. They they drank them with scotch because uh, you couldn't get bourbon. Sure. Their favorite it's a good was. Drink. Uh, Admiral Sock McMorris was the head of operations and the, one of the strategists of the Pacific War. He swore on honey. Right. You had to, you had you to sweeten it with honey. Which you yeah. still, I had one a couple of days ago. It was a honey and scotch. Yeah, honey, with scotch. and A little bit of orange. So and they put a, a slice of orange, yeah. which the Navy could get because they right. had fresh sure. fruit to keep the men healthy. And also a splash of rum was their secret. Huh. And you put a splash of Navy rum in a scotch yeah. old-fashioned with honey, and that's a really good yeah. drink. I think the first generation of people like, you know, yourself and Robert Hess who were concerned about going back to, mm-hmm. like, bringing the old-fashioned back to its pre-fruit roots went from being, like, we wanted very traditional, the basic definition, and then it suddenly sort of opened the door to all of these other drinks you know, made with all types of spirits. Suddenly the old-fashioned isn't the old-fashioned anymore. Right, it's, you know, it's, it's you know, <laughs> I remember years ago, Dushan Zarek, who was one yeah. of the, the founders of Employees yeah, yeah. Only in New York. And he started a pretty, he, he had a pretty uh, on-point old-fashioned. Oh, yeah, and he would tell me, he would say that maybe one or two or three customers a year would come in and ask for it, and he would yeah. feel bad charging them for it because it would made him so happy to make it. Yeah. And so excited yeah. that, and they, I mean, they had a really, you know, and they still do a really robust, amazing cocktail program. So the fact that even their customers were not ordering the old-fashioned, you know, says a lot, you know, in the early 2000s. By how times have changed. Right. I was just, I just overheard in the uh, men's room of the (laughs) Omni Parker house. Always a good way to start a story. Exactly. Uh, uh, Up in Boston, I overheard young men saying, yeah, tonight we're really going to kick it off. We're going to go into double time. We're going to start with old fashions. <laughs> Is it, and you see them all over. I mean, you get yeah. people, it's now one of the most popular cocktails, you know, in New York, all over the country. All over. It's it's come I, back. And you, you know, I remember the first time, uh, I think Ryan McGarrian mm-hmm. made me an old fashioned with gin, probably with aviation gin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, my, Mind blown. Like, right. wow, you can make it. You can make an old-fashioned. This is amazing. You can make And now, you know, you see a lot of people are drinking, you know, uh, the Añejo tequila one. I, yeah. It wasn't, you know, Dave Granger. That was, you know, one of his recommendations, yeah, yeah. I think, in, a, in one of the Esquire. Yeah, he, 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 loves it. he loves the tequila drinks. But now you see, you know, all these other spirits be turned into old-fashioned. And it's gotten to the point where if you order an old-fashioned, you have to really kind of go down, down the line of what you want, what you yeah. don't want. I feel like those guys did in 1880 is like, what have you done to my old fashioned? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So now we need another uh, code right. word to to make it like, right? The old fashioned, old fashioned. You right. know, right. just 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 no, don't I monkey just, with it. Just want the old like oh yeah. with uh, honey syrup and yeah, no. glaze of you know on the rim. You know, like, no. no, 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 no pomegranate molasses right. in it, please. You know, you know, I love a good dark and stormy, and that yeah. sometimes it's it's one of those most disappointing things when you go to a bar and you just want a simple dark and stormy yeah. you want or whatever it is a daiquiri you want an old-fashioned you just want what it is and, and it's something that's served to you i mean obviously often the bartender's very proud of it and you know but it's you know it's gum syrup and a toasted slice of pineapple and yeah it's like know. wait how is this 
an old-fashioned. Let's let's call this. You know, it's almost uh, very yeah. akin to what happened to the martini. I think. Yeah, you know, it, it gets it gets so popular that it spirals out of control. Well, you know, when drinks get super popular, they sort of I think they they kind of suck up habitat, you know, right. or parts of the ecosystem. Right. Sure. And suddenly they start morphing into forms and taking up niches that other drinks had held on to. Yeah, so it's like the old fashioned is it has to be the straight booze drink. Right. It also has to there you have to have a sweet version, you have to have right. a, a bitter version. You've got to have, you know, just for all the different ways you can have drinks. There like there's has to be an old fashioned for every type of drinker. Exactly. You know, something exactly. that appeals to you and, know. and you know when there's no one drink that's so popular then right. those everybody has their own different kind of drink and i think that's the true sign of popularity when yeah. you get these you know very disparate versions of one drink but still called an old fashioned you know yeah it becomes a class of drink rather than yeah. just one drink yeah absolutely. yeah and that's that's absolutely that is it's like the martini became all cocktails absolutely. for a long time and uh, like the cocktail itself became right. all mixed drinks right you know before that you had cocktails and smashes and fixes and fizzes right. and sours and uh, right. you, you know cobblers and and it, it ate the whole category yeah up, and now it's just cocktails right. you know and a cocktail just means mixed drink right it be interesting to see if we'll go back to being the regional old-fashioned. Well, the basic formula has endured for over 300 right. years. So I suspect yeah. some, some – we don't know what we'll call it, some but in form some form, continue. there's nothing better than sugar, yeah. bitters, booze, and ice or water. You know, a little dilution. It's just so good. So many cocktails come down to that essentially. Yeah. yeah. Know, or, or a squeeze of some kind of juice. Yeah. Or, I mean, you look at the, beer. the, the I mean, tea punch from the Caribbean where you squeeze lime peel into it right. and you get the bitter of the lime peel right. and along with sugar syrup and white rum and ice. It's it's amazing. You know, it seems like there are an infinite number of drinks. Right. But when you break it down to, you know, their basic parts, yeah. a lot of them fit into this, just a few real recipes yeah. or formulas. And I think the old fashioned, it's you know, gives birth so many of these cat I mean, obviously. Oh, the, absolutely. Especially with the citrus and the fruit, the old-fashioned is so connected almost to the sour, you know. I mean, yeah, it's not and a it goes into jump. the punch. You right, know, the punch. It's, and it, it kind of loops back in once you start muddling in fruit. It's an ocean of drinks in one little glass, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of amazing that it was so lost for so many years yeah. or, or unpopular. I mean, it, yeah, it was hi- kind of hiding in plain sight, but I would order them in restaurants like yeah. in steakhouses, right? Right. Where, where I'd see the bartenders were, were kind of middle-aged. Right. And, uh, and I'd say, all right, this guy probably knows how to make an old-fashioned. Yeah. And sometimes I'd get a sticky mess. Right. Sometimes I'd get something that was delightful. They always had fruit muddled in right. them. Uh, and sometimes I'd get like something that was just completely drowned in watery and, yeah. and nothing was there. But every once in a while, you'd get a really yeah. good one, you know, and that made me happy. I'm working on a story about Old Town, the bar in New York yeah. on 18th Street, which has been open now for 125 years. Um, this is its it's an amazing bar. The current owner was telling me that the family that he had bought it from, you know, when it became Old Town, and yeah. I think in the 30s, that, you know, what was popular were, were old fashions, and the bartender hated it because it took a lot of work. Yeah. But they would send up, you know, tray after tray up on the dumbwaiter to the second floor. To the floor. second floor, yeah. It was so popular. I mean, it's such a great image, yeah. you know, in mind. Yeah. This, you know, and the dumbwaiters yeah. are still there, and they still work, and they're yeah. still being used, and so much of that bar is really preserved, you know. Yeah. It was never changed. And it's kind of funny that 
You could absolutely have trays of old fashions yeah. being sent to the second I've, floor. I've drunk old again. fashions on the second right. floor there. We've we've had trays passed. <laughs> right, you know? exactly. But we had to make them ourselves. Right, sure. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of these things. Because they still where, hate making right, them. Exactly. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but i definitely now thirsty for an old-fashioned. I need an old-fashioned. I don't mind the splash of club soda, you know, a All little right, bit. Well, uh, for me, it's, you know, old-fashioned, hold the garbage. Hold the garbage. I'll take a yeah. little garbage, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Life Behind Bars. Thanks, everyone. We hope you find a delicious old-fashioned tonight. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.